the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I'm your host, the Bowtie Guy, and we are here once again. It is December 7th uh, on uh, this beautiful 2001. This was going to be my daughter's birthday. Uh, originally, they had her scheduled for, uh, they were going to induce my wife on the 7th of December, so she was going to be a Pearl Harbor Day baby, but uh, we waited and she wound up coming a week later almost, so she was born on the 13th of December instead of the 7th, but um, don't forget to take a little bit of time to remember Pearl Harbor. It's a long time ago and most of us weren't alive for it, but uh, it was uh, definitely the 9-11 for uh, the previous generation and was a... Uh, uh, a massive thing. We were just in Pearl Harbor this summer with my father-in-law, who uh, I think I probably told the story on the show. But he, his, um, his brother-in-law was on the Arizona when it went down, and his name is on the, the wall there. And so we took him to see. It, it was the first time he had been able to go out there and see that, and it was it was quite a moving event. And uh, uh, so anyhow, today is Pearl Harbor Day, so remember those who uh, who came before us in Pearl Harbor and. Uh, don't make us be liars when we say it was a day that we'll never forget because um, we don't want to forget it. <clears throat> Anyhow, on with the show. I have a little feeling a little bit uh, raspy today. I was at a concert last night, so my voice is a little bit scratchy, so I apologize in advance for that. I do want to tell you that you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. You can also go to Patreon. This is December. It's the last month of the year. It's your last chance to get in your year-end giving. So if you want to uh, give, you can go to Patreon and become a... Uh, Patreon member, you get some goodies depending on what level you sign up for. There's all sorts of perks. But you can also do a thing that we just came up with for Messed Up Ministries that's kind of fun. We have text to give available now. So you can text the word MUM, M-U-M for Messed Up Ministries, to the number 760. And then you type in Walls CA, like Walls of California, where we go into the prison walls of California and help. So Walls CA, 760 W-A-L-L-S-C-A, and it will take you to our giving site. That is all tax deductible. Uh, so uh, if you need to do some year-end giving, we are happy to be your uh, repository for year-end giving needs. Uh, today, we are going to start something new because I put out a poll and I asked people to tell me what they thought and people love the idea of the... Um, uh, multiple choice word of the week uh, meaning. So our word of the week this week, I'm not going to tell you what it means. You're going to be able to figure it out and you're going to text to me. So you're going to text it to 760-608-1942. Text it to me and somebody is going to win uh, some uh, some Starbucks for the holidays. But our word of the week is loquacious. So loquacious means either A, a person who is offensive, B, a person who tends to talk a lot, C, a person who has a bad sense of smell, or D, your mama. So go ahead and text me in. Now, 
I, 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 I'm not going to remember. So tell me what the meaning of it is. Don't text me the letter because I'll forget which ones I did. Uh, but uh, just go ahead and text that in and you can figure out the word of the week. Use the word of the week. Look it up. Use the word of the week. Give yourself, uh, we're going to go with 12 bonus points because you had to do a little bit of work this time. And uh, that's uh, from our friend uh, up at Paxton Pantry who came up with that idea. So we're going to roll with that and see how it works. Now, here's the deal. If I don't get people responding to the multiple choice word of the week, I'm going to stop doing it because it takes a lot of work for me to come up with all these extra meanings. And also, a lot of you replied that you wanted to do it. So let's get involved here, people. Uh, do those uh, those words of the week. Also, I had a lot of people reply to me that I didn't know who they were. So if you do text in, put your name in the text because I might not have your, uh, your phone number in my... Um, my phone book and would love to know who it is that's uh, commenting to us. So uh, if you do send a text, just make sure you you put your name in it so that I know that it is you. Uh, we are going to uh, welcome our guest now. Our, our guest is here today and it is a guy that's been on the show a few times. It's been a while since he's been here, but welcome back, Kevin. How are we all doing today? And picture time. It's just took my a picture. Favorite. Yep. Um, so Kevin and I were talking a while back and we talked about an idea uh, of knowledge. And I'm going to leave it right there. Kevin, go ahead and tell the people about that idea. Well, when you, uh, we all have things in our head. And the idea is that we go from head knowledge and you can take that and put it down into your heart and it becomes heart knowledge. And that heart knowledge tends to be a little bit more true and truthful and pure than our head knowledge. Our head knowledge can be skewed with a lot of different things. Yeah. Now, can heart knowledge get skewed as well because of emotion? Is that is that a fair I, thing to? I mean, yeah. To say, of course. I mean, our heart. We are emotional creatures, and our heart is going to lead us whether we want it to or not. And if we don't. Get, feed the heart the right knowledge we're definitely not going to go the right way yeah and i know that you know even if you pray about it uh, i've been at a couple of different christian events uh christian concerts where people were protesting and saying you know that the music wasn't of christ and and i was like you know the the band has been led by christ to do this and you're saying that you've been led by christ to protest so somebody's not getting the message from Christ properly. Somewhere it's, there's a disconnect in there. And, and both sides were equally as adamant that they had heard. And, and I know when I feel that I've gotten a message from Christ, um, you're not going to be able to talk me out of it. You're not going to be able to reason me out of it. You're not going to be able to anything me out of it. When I, when I get a message from Christ, I know that that's the message that he's given me. And mm -hmm. he might not have given it to you, but he gave it to me. Yeah. And so that's where I find it interesting, though, is when, when we do get these adamant messages that are at loggerheads. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of that kind of has to come down is with your faith. And uh, I know Pastor Aaron gave us a good sermon series on fruits of the spirit. And if you want to know what you're looking at or if it's real, you got to look for those fruits. And that'll help kind of tell you if you're on the right track or not. Yeah, and I think one of the things that... I can be guilty of and that I've, I've seen in other people as well is I think sometimes I will come into a situation with a bias and I go to Christ with a bias and say, you know, I, I lay out my case for Christ and say, and it's not me making a case for Christ, it's me making my case to Christ and say, this is what I need. God, 
do this. Instead of, God, please bless me with, you know, health. I'll say, you know, I, I need it to be like this, 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 and this, and this, because I have all of a sudden become my regional expert on whatever the problem is. And now I'm in charge of telling an all-knowing, almighty, all-powerful God how to run his candy store. What's our favorite argument to have? Uh, how cool I am. No, no. No, not that, that one? No, you lose that one anyway. Okay. Uh, no, it's about where do we get our strength. Oh, that's the one that you do, lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that we, where do we get our strength from? And I know for me, anyone who's heard my testimony knows that I, I believe it was step three, or the principle three prayer talks about surrendering my will over to God daily for him to lead me. Because my will, my view on things is going to take me the wrong way. Yeah. And I will fail if I use my strength and my will. Yeah. And that's why making that conscious decision every day to turn it over to God and let him guide me makes a huge difference in how your day goes. Right. And I know I've had um, issues in the past where my head and my heart have done battle. And I can recall one time, gosh, it was 15, 20 years ago now, I guess, there was uh, an issue that I was struggling with and everything in me was saying, this is what I think. But my faith was telling me, but yeah, this is what you know and this is what you need to do. And going against what I wanted to do because I knew it was what Christ would have me do was a very difficult mountain to climb, but it was victorious for me. It was, it was something that I was, well, I'm still able to look back and say, okay, I was able to be faithful to that, even though it wasn't what I wanted, it was what I needed to do. And now being in recovery, I'm able to apply that lesson constantly in that battle of I want, but I know this is right. And my mind being able to manipulate and, 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 and manufacture a rationale because my mind is a great rationale creator. I mean, it's the factory that can produce legitimate ways yeah. to, you know, gain whatever it is that I desire. Self-justification. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I have the strength from Christ uh, through Christ, I have his strength to be able to put the me down and say, no, thanks. I'll go with, with you. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of that going on. Um, and I find as I've gotten more into leadership with CR and doing leadership with the youth group and even in my job where I work in mental health, it's, I find that my heart kind of takes over a little bit more and the things I shouldn't do stand out to me a whole lot more mm -hmm. than it used to. And um, it, <laughs> it gets frustrating at times. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. There was a point in time where I, I would have no qualms about doing this because, you know, that's just what you do. Right. But now I know better and I know, like, I, I feel like I know what I'm called to do and called to be. And therefore, my heart takes over and is like, you know, you shouldn't do that no more. Yeah. And then that's where my head and heart start arguing because my head goes, well, it's fine. Everyone else does it. My heart goes, no, but 
if you do it, you're not showing the proper example. And then I just sit and pout because I don't want to argue with my heart anymore. So <laughs> yeah, well, and it to me, I can hear people making the argument out there. Yeah, but but the head knowledge is good because the head is is thinking about it and, and understanding and taking the facts and and not being emotional about it. And so the head knowledge has to be better than the heart knowledge. No, I I disagree because uh, when I'm using my head knowledge. That's Kevin's head knowledge, which doesn't include God. And that will always let me down. The decisions from that will always have ramifications that are not benefiting to a better sober life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, I struggle with, I guess, like everything else in life, a balance yeah. of stuff. Because I, I think... Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, salt is great, but you don't want that to be the only thing you eat. No. But if you have no salt, uh, your body will not function. Um, you know, you'll die without salt, but yeah. too much salt, you'll die. And and finding that happy medium and that, you know, in, in physics, there's a, a, a concept of the the point of diminishing returns where a good yes. thing becomes a bad thing. And, and, and getting to that and, and living on the upward slope of it rather than the downward slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was at a, a show last night at a small theater in LA and the opening act I always look at this and I think the opening act is like okay this is you know there were this small band from Minnesota somewhere and you could see it on their faces they were geeked out to be playing a show in LA like we've never been to LA this is great this is you know this we're just it's amazing to do this and they're just like freaking out and you're an opening act, so you've got you know a handful of people coming to see the opening act. The house is not full for the opening act, yeah. but they're freaking out and happy about it because they're playing a small theater in L.A. with you know half full. And the opening act or the, the the headliner comes out, you know, and they're they're playing smaller crowds now because their their popularity is not what it was ten years ago. And I'm thinking, okay, they're probably a little bit bummed that they're playing this, where this other band had half of the people and they're super excited. And it's just a matter of where we're coming from. If we're on the upward slope, those those struggles sometimes are more of a, uh, an excitement than when you're on the downward slope. And yeah. it can be easy for me to lose track of the fact that, you know, we're here to just save just one. Um, I was talking to a, a, a band recently to their, their manager because I want to try to get them on the show. And I said, look, you're not going to sell a lot of records and CDs being on my podcast. We're not going to sell a lot of your music. But what we are going to do is change lives. And that's more important. And, and the band, you know, the manager agreed, yeah, that's way more important than the record yeah. sales is, is the lives that get changed. And trying to keep that perspective, I think, is important. And, and keeping a balance between head and heart is uh, important, um, but can be difficult. Yeah, the, the, the water cooler just uh, turned off and it shook the plants. And made a little noise so Kevin and I were both just looking at that it was uh, it was quite fun <laughs> well I think this gives us a, a good chance here to uh, to take a breath and maybe get some water but we're gonna um, we're gonna throw it to our song of the week this is a song of the week that Kevin came with uh, it's a new one from Crowder it's called in the house so here you go with uh, a little Crowder and we're just gonna say up front if you don't like Crowder you know you can skip forward 90 seconds but honestly you didn't gain anything because it's just 90 seconds of some of the best music you'll ever hear. So 90 seconds worth of crowd are coming your way right now.
All right, there you go, Crowder. And like I said, if you don't like it, um, listen, if you didn't like that, here's what I need you to do right now. I need you to take uh, your right hand or your left hand. Don't, if you're driving, pull over. Okay, so I'll give you a chance to pull over. All right, we're, we're safe. We're on the side of the road. All right, take your right hand or your left hand, whichever one is your dominant hand. Now slap yourself right across the face until you realize <laughs> your mistake because Crowder is awesome and I'm looking at you, Faith Paxton. All right, Kevin, uh, you brought the song, so you get to go first. What do you think? Uh it's a song like when I first got this album, I heard the song and uh, I don't know, maybe about a week and a half ago, I finally listened to the you song. You know, that's a great point because um, man, that happens to me so much, the hearing and the listening. Yeah. yeah. And when I listen to this song, like my first thought is I'm like, we need to be singing this every night at CR because it's our theme song. But uh, for me... You know, if you've got a little red in your eyes, you've come to the right place. People like you, people like me, this is where we all find grace. And for me lately, the only place I've felt comfortable is when I've been at church. I've been struggling with this for a while. It's, you know, we've got a lot of chaos and things are changing in my world. And church was the only constant that never changed. And especially when you want to look at CR like these are my people you know I come from a background of drug use and alcoholism and you know I've had those waking up Sunday morning hungover and trying to get to church and hoping that my mom and my grandpa don't notice mm -hmm. you know because I didn't want to get yelled at but at CR we don't care you're still family we're still going to welcome you in and we're still going to love you and you know what I think I don't think I've ever seen another ministry that welcomes people and has that mentality of we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we treat everybody as family when you come to CR. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and minor clarification, we do care. Uh, we care about you and we care yeah. that you've done that. But that's not going to preclude you. That's, that, exactly. that's not a, a go to jail ticket. It's, we're, it's, we're not going to judge you for it. We're going to yeah. welcome you with open arms and hope to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See the way through it. Yeah. You know, we're going to sure. offer hope. Yeah. And for me, uh, the thing that, that stands out is the line in the bridge. Um, it says, bring your heartache, bring your burden. You can lay them down uh, at the uh, door. And it's, you know, you're, you're putting, when you lay something down, it's going down on the floor where we walk, where we throw trash, where we kick things, where we hide things, where we get rid of stuff. We're not putting it on the shelf. We're not putting it on a counter. We're not putting it in the refrigerator to keep it safe for later. We're not wrapping it up. We're not putting it in saran. We're not putting it in some sort of, you know, a little click lock, sealy container so it stays fresh. We're saying, you know what? Take that heartache. Take that burden. Take all that stuff. It's going to be trash. So we're just going to put it down here where the trash goes and, and, and come on in. Leave it out there. Don't bring it with you. Come on in and, and just be with God. And um, I just, I love that idea of just, I don't need to have it with me. Yeah. I don't. And, and people will say, one of the things that I hear about recovery is like, well, you know, we're supposed to just leave everything and, and forget. So why are we bringing all this stuff? Why do I have to make a fourth step list if I've left that all? You know, why can't I just forget it? And it's like, okay, we're, we're not toting it around, but we, we need to deal with it still. Yeah. And, and then be done with it. We, you got to deal with it and then be done with it. Yeah. You can't. 
work through it and, and address your issues by leaving them at the door and never dealing with it at all. Right. Yeah. At some point, you got to put it in the trash can, get it out of the curb so the yeah. trash truck can take it and, and, well, and I go put it in somebody else's neighborhood. When I did my fourth <laughs> step, like there were patterns that appeared to me that I didn't know were there. And uh, so it gave me more knowledge and ability to take care of those issues. Yeah. Where if I had kept them in that container, I've been putting them in all my life. That would have never been apparent. Right. And here's, here's a challenge for you. Go get a container, any container you want. It can be made out of anything you want. I don't care how strong or how weak it is. It can be a wet paper bag. It can be a steel drum. Start putting stuff in it and don't stop. Just keep <laughs> stuffing stuff into that container and don't stop doing it. At some point, you're going to reach a breaking point. You know, yeah. it's not, you can't keep on stuffing it in there. It's got to be dealt with. And, and, and that's, you know, that's what I love about, about CR. And you were talking about doing that fourth step and seeing patterns. And, and I've done multiple step studies and fourth steps. And for me, my ultimate fourth step was writing my autobiography where I wrote instead of a couple pages, I wrote a couple hundred pages. I mean, I really broke down. Here's this. And I saw patterns that I still hadn't seen. So just because a person's gone through it once doesn't mean you should stop. I mean, going through and, and continuing to sift through and get rid of the, the stuff is, is important. Uh, my uncle was a, a farmer in Canada, had a, a, grew grain. And they had been farming on that land for near on a hundred years. And um, I was talking to him about the process and he said one of the things that they have to do is they have to go and pick stones. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, we pick the stones before we plant the wheat and we go and get the rocks out. And I said, well, if you did it last year, why are you doing it this year? He said, the ground keeps pushing more and more rocks up through the dirt with the freezes and everything like that. So we have to do it every single year. We have to get rid of the rock so we can grow the wheat. And and we've got to do that because life still happens. Yeah. It continues to happen and it continues to push those rocks up into our lives. So we've got to just keep doing it over and 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 not be done. Well, I've had a few boulders come up on me since I've gotten out of my first 12 steps. Yeah. That are going to go on my next four step. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a never ending process. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So cool. Crowder, go get you some Crowder in your life. People, you'll be happy. Uh, he is out on tour with Toby Mac this uh, winter. I heard so that could be a, uh, an interesting show to see. I've never seen Crowder and not had a good time. Ain't that the truth. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so, uh, so we're talking about this head to heart knowledge. Is, is it a direct line, Kevin, between it? Does it bounce back and forth? Does it go in both directions? What do you think? I don't think it is a direct line. And, and for me, it's never been an easy process. Normally, when I realize it's finally become heart knowledge, it's it's a hindsight thing. Mm. Um, is and, and I think one of the important things with hindsight is recognition because you can look behind you and not see stuff. You've got to be able to look and recognize and see yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for me, when I went through the 12 steps, uh, I mean, you being the, the who kind of ran our 12 steps for me, you probably saw some of those changes a lot more readily than I did. But I know looking back 
a lot of that stuff happened. Uh, there was a lot of things that changed in me that brought that knowledge from my head to my heart. And that's because of how hard I was trying, especially when we had the more theolo- uh, theological questions. The, mm-hmm. um, you know, explain what does this verse mean to you? Well, I grew up in church. I can give you a biblical answer, a scriptural answer all day long and, and have a good argument for it. But the difference was I forced myself to put it in my own words mm-hmm. and not rely on just those answers. And what that did was make me internalize it a little bit more. Okay. And then I suddenly, suddenly realized, I'm like, okay, now I'm actually recognizing these verses in my life more and recognizing that this actually does mean something. Yeah. And, um, you know, Matt, Pastor Matt, I love you, uh, did a series for the youth group on this topic of head knowledge to heart knowledge. And um, he did an amazing job talking, but it takes work. Yes. It's not something, you know, just because I read a book and I read it just good enough to pass the test. That's staying in the head knowledge. But when you read it to a point to be applicable in your life and you are applying it in your life, that's when you can start seeing it be more heart knowledge. And yeah, a lot of the stuff I learned in 12 Steps, if I don't keep doing it, it will revert back to head knowledge. So it does go backwards if you don't keep the effort up. So let me ask you this. In, in your view, is it fair to say that head knowledge is what I know, heart knowledge is what I do? Is that is that... I think that's a fair assumption for the bulk of it. Okay. Um, you know, it's a lot of people... Uh, a podcast I, I listened to a long time ago was talking about a moral compass. What is it that drives you and guides you? What are those founding principles that drive you and at that time I couldn't answer that question I didn't I could not identify a a factor that drove me I can now you know because of I've put the effort in and so that heart knowledge is your compass so yeah it's what you do it's what guides you and it's what helps you make the decisions that kind of boil down to your integrity Okay. Um, say more about that. The the what you said about integrity. Help me. Can you say that? Put a little. Well, uh, what is it we like to say? It, integrity is what you do behind closed doors when no one's watching. So you're acting the same in, when you're teaching CR, which I'm talking about me, not you. <laughs> uh, when I'm teaching CR. I'm going to act a certain way, right? And how I'm at home when no one else is there is, it, you know, if I'm doing the same thing at home as I did in front of everyone teaching the lesson, if they match, that should be integrity. I'm doing the same thing and being consistent with what I do. Yeah. Um, but, and for a long time, I wasn't. I was definitely one of your uh, Sunday church people that, you know, I'd sing all the songs, say the hallelujahs, say the amens, and go home. 
And I was wait a minute. Completely Hold different on. Person. Hold on. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. 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 See how <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. We're sticking with Crowder. See? Yeah. See? Uh, yeah. But I'd go home and I was a completely different person. I was drunk four to five, six nights a week. Mm-hmm. And I was that guy showing up to church hungover. And, but on Sunday, I would look the part. I'd know the verses. Mm-hmm. And, and at times, if I was feeling froggy, I would ask a question knowing it was going to get a rise out of the preacher and the other people in the Sunday school class because it would spin it out and then I didn't have to pay as much attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know growing up, we went to church. We didn't participate, you know, mm-hmm. during the week. It was just, that's what we did on Sunday morning. And my mom is great at knowing if she's in a Christian crowd using phrases like, God bless you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, oh, should we pray? When she's eating by herself, she's never, you know, she's not praying mm-hmm. before her meal, but she'll make sure that she does that outward show because that that's her obligation, I guess, which yeah. is, I think we could argue a head knowledge mm-hmm. and not a heart knowledge. Yes. Fair? Fair. Yeah. And yeah, there are still things like that, praying before dinner. I'm horrible at that. I don't do that at home as much as I should. You know, but I do know at family gatherings, someone's praying. Yeah. And never ask the preacher to pray before dinner <laughs> if you want to eat. I'm just saying. Just that's, that's, my, that's my freebie for the day. Pa- Pastor Dan is a good one to ask, though. Uh, ah. he, he will definitely give you a short one because he wants to get into that food. Uh, good man. Good man. But there's, you know, little odds and ends I'm still trying to work on and get better about my life. Uh, I admit at CR when I'm leading it because you're not there I forget to pray before we start mm-hmm. I do um, you know prayer is probably one of my weaker points in life uh, I do forget to pray but don't get me wrong there have been times especially in the recent history of the past couple of months where I stood in a line waiting praying with everything in me mm. Because I knew in that situation I needed God's help. I needed his strength, his will, his fruits to show through me. Because if that didn't happen, I was going to screw it up. Right, right. And it would not go well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I know this because I know my history. I right. know how, how poorly I can make things go. Yeah. But with God, he's never ceased to prove me wrong on this. That when I do it my way, I'm going to screw it up. And I think I said that wrong. But anyway, when I let him... Did you do it your way? No. When I let him run my life, things go the way I hope they do. He's the way I pretty want good at it, isn't he? Um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You know, and maybe for a uh, next podcast, we can dive into this subject a little bit more. But I just went through a recent situation where I was in court and having to talk to the judge and in that, at the end of it, I was looking back, just jaw wide open, tears flowing, goosebumps everywhere, because I saw God's providence through the entire situation. Yeah. Going back months, I saw things like it all lined up. And that's because I was allowing him to. Yeah. Yeah. God has that plan. He's got, you know... God doesn't game plan for this play. He games plans for the entire game. And I had a, a mentor of mine who died several years ago. 
and he was a basketball coach. He coached high school and college basketball. And he talked to me at one point early in my teaching career. And he said, hey, Paul, you, you got to have a game plan. I said, oh, I know. I got a game plan. He said, no, no, no. The most important thing about a game plan is not knowing what you're doing now. It's knowing how you're going to win the game. That's what the game plan is for, is how to win the game. And God knows how to win the game. Yeah. And, and, and his plan, you know, comes into effect. And, and, you know, I'm a big racing fan. The only lap you have to lead is the last lap. Whoever leads the last lap wins the race. It doesn't matter if you led all 499 laps before that last one. If you didn't lead the last one, you didn't win. Yeah. It, it's the guy at the end who matters. And God's got the plan to get you over the line yeah. uh, first. And I promise you, this is my biggest problem with playing chess was I was never able to really plan <laughs> that far ahead Yeah, in, in, in my moves. And I mean, I can play chess, I know the rules, and I can do okay. But I was never able to plan my moves out three, four, five moves in advance like some of the other guys and, and those chess masters can. Yeah. I mean, and like you, you do one move and they've already got you beat. They're just waiting for you to do it. To, yeah, yeah. You know, and mm. I can't do that. God can. Yeah. And he's proven it to me. Yeah. Time and time again. Yeah. And all of that, <laughs> all of that conversation boils down to heart knowledge. Yeah. When you can recognize that and you see it and you're willing to turn it over, that's heart knowledge because you you know where it came from. And your mind can't talk you out of it because there's no way to. If you if your mind can talk you out of it, it's not heart knowledge. Right. Yeah. 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 Don't let your mind talk you into or out of something. Let God talk you into or out of it and just go with his because he said he 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 didn't just read the last chapter of the book, he wrote it. So he's got a pretty good idea of the the arc that your life is on. So Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Well, hey, welcome to December. It's it's uh, it's December. It is our um, holiday blues time. Uh, it's it's one of our busiest times of the year for recovery. So what I really want you to do is I want you to encourage you to have people that you can lean on. This year, uh, Christmas Eve is on a Friday, and we are doing. If you're in Ridgecrest, we are doing celebrate recovery on Friday, Christmas Eve, because it's important. So you can come down to RCA Church. Friday night uh, for uh, our Christmas Eve, and it's CR because we know people will need it. Um, don't suffer with sadness, with depression, with loneliness, with your addiction alone in this time because it can just yeah. it piles up uh, quickly. So have a plan before you need a plan. Have an escape route before you need to use it. Know where your local CR is. Have uh, a phone list of people you can call. I'm going to start uh, right now. You push pause, and I'm going to give you my phone number. All right, hopefully you push unpause to get it back. It's 760-608-1942. You can uh, call me. You can text me. You can let me know that you've got issues, and uh, I can get you pointed to the right people in your community, or if you're in my community, we can you know, get together and have a cup of coffee, or we can just talk from halfway across the world uh, and, and just listen to each other breathe. It's important to know that you've got people and, and you do have people during this time of the year. Don't don't struggle alone. Um, also, uh, check us out on our Patreon. Go to messituppodcast.com. Click on the button that says become a patron and it'll take you to our Patreon giving page. Or if you're one of these people who loves to text to give, 
W-A-L-L-S-C-A, Walls, California. That'll take you to our, our thing. And just text the word MUM and it'll take you to our, our giving for uh, Messed Up Ministries. You help to fund the program, pay for airtime, pay for uh, storage space and streaming and our website and getting missionaries into the prisons, all this kind of stuff. It takes money and we can't do it without you people. And we really appreciate those of you who have. It is tax deductible. Uh, so um, if you know people who are just like thinking, I need to give somebody some money for the end of the year to change my tax bracket, we'd love to be those people pass that along to them. So thanks a lot. Don't forget our word of the week challenge. It's loquacious. Tell me which one of those uh, meetings you think is the one. Send it to me and someone's getting Starbucks uh, for that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Starbucks to uh, – Let's see. We're going to find out right now. It's right. going to be person one through four. Siri. Hey, Siri. Pick a number between one and four. A random number between one and four is one. All right. So the first person to text in with the uh, the meaning of loquacious gets the Starbucks. Uh, so there you go. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Have a great uh, holiday season. Go out and and love some people. Don't forget, you're not spending money to do, uh, you know, gifts and stuff like that. You're just spending love on people. So don't worry about the present you're going to get someone. Just worry about how you're going to love that person. I'm not saying don't give them a present. You can do that. That's fine. But I'm saying the love is way more important than the uh, the physical gifts that we give. So thanks for being here, Kevin. Thanks for being here. Thanks for bringing the, uh, for the idea and the show. And we will see you next time. We mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.